Springfield, Missouri is home to many spots on the National Register of Historic Places, including Pythian Castle, the Hears Department Store, and Old Ma O'Reilly's Original Tire Stuff. <laughs> Live to a hard drive from two separate houses mm-hmm. in Springfield, mm-hmm. two Missouri. Towers. Two t- the, much like the Lord two of towers. the Rings, we're in the two towers. <laughs> My least favorite of those movies. That's a general consensus, right? That's that's the so. least good one. <laughs> least yeah, good. It's still pretty good, but uh, yeah, it's 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 not as good as the start or the last one. What's your favorite? My favorite, probably the first one. I'm one of those oh, yeah, people sure. that that makes the hip choice. It's the first yeah. one. I do kind of like the structure of the second one where they switch between the timelines. Eh. It's fun. Love those trees. <laughs> Love those walking, talking trees. <laughs> you know what? On second thought, the second one's my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So I guess that's how we're starting the show. My name's Andy oh, Carr. <laughs> and I'm Dan Howell. And Andy, I'm not resting. Honestly, it's hard to rest these days. <laughs> hard to calm the old brain down to get some rest. It sure is. Why are you not resting? Well, I'm not resting because we haven't eaten at all the restaurants in Springfield, Missouri yet because uh, they're all closed. I know. That will probably be the biggest tragedy of this whole thing is if all these restaurants don't reopen <laughs> and we aren't able to eat at all of them. It's clearly the, the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I I, uh, I was thinking the same thing. And um, I just, if if we could just get like half a billion from the government even <laughs> just just give us half a billion to keep it to keep everything uh up and floating here in springfield uh-huh <laughs> half a billy half a billy let's see population of springfield is like one hundred eighty thousand. i don't know how to do math but how much is that per person if we get half a billy each um let's just go the uh, brian williams route and say it's a million dollars per person that's wild okay that's cool that's wild (laughs) we are a political show now by the way yeah (laughs) bad news everyone (laughs) we don't know anything (laughs) about anything so (laughs) political commentaries from a couple (laughs) dum-dums anyway we are recording remotely for the first time, Dan, or at least the first time that anyone will hear, we did some experimenting earlier this week, and uh, yeah. some of those experiments <laughs> didn't go so good. So we'll yeah, see. We, uh, we'll see how this goes. We set up a couple cameras and like did hard drugs on stream. <laughs> is that kind of experimenting? Uh huh. I gotta say, Dan, um, this is the first time I've seen into your house. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been in your home before. I made it uh, look nice behind me. Yeah, I gotta say. Real weird that you picked the room with the rusty dentist chair and the chains hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> hey, that's what, just what, where what the do you do in this is. room? That's where the computer is. Is this where Dime Piece feeds you? You sit in the chair and. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I mean, I've, I've got my extra large size hamster bottle here that I lick from. <laughs> I'm sure you'll hear some of that. Just pure Dr. Pepper in there, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, Just a not five-gallon drum. <laughs> not not pure? Dr. Pepper. The Not pure in the sense that you're thinking, but it's the actual syrup that they would put into the uh, machines. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, in a sense, it is very pure. You, you worked at a place where you had to change those out, as did I. You probably worked at more than one place. Did you ever sure taste did. a straight-up syrup before? <laughs> 
Wow, that was a real question, and you really, la- you really laughed at that, and that was a legitimate question. <laughs> no, no, I did not ever taste any of the straight syrup from the uh, bag in a box. How, how about you? No, I didn't. Uh, I now wish that I would have, just so I could have talked about the experience today. Seems like a thing that probably happens often, right? I would think fast food workers would probably get down and suck that syrup. I, I actually don't think that's something that happens very often. It, it feels like something that you've done or attempted no, to do. I and now you're trying haven't. to get me to uh, <laughs> manufacture consent here or something. <laughs> Can you order those to your home? Just, just curious. <laughs> They're heavy. Yeah, they are. I had to change. Changing them out is not fun. It was a task that I dreaded mm-mm, during my mm-mm. four months at old DQ. Speaking of DQ, <laughs> let's disqualify the the rest the the remainder of whatever we were going to talk about at the beginning. Uh, this is a weird situation. Obviously, we've talked before uh, here on the show, and I don't know on other shows. Yes. Let's take that just again. Just in life in general, <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're trying to support uh, local businesses that are still open. Uh, Dan Chilton put together that really great website that has all the, all that information. DC, then, the Arbiter. Yeah, I believe that's uh, SGF dot support that has all the information in places that are doing takeout and drive through, and how you can facilitate getting food from places that are still open. And uh, you know, we've been putting off the restaurants. Or rather, I'd been putting off the restaurant personally that we're going to cover today for numerous reasons, but it really just felt like the right time when everyone in Springfield's mm-hmm. using drive-throughs regularly. It just felt like the right time to cover the first drive-through in the world. The OGDT. Was, isn't that crazy that it was right here in Springfield? It is. It's insane, and it's insane that that's not taught in schools <laughs> should be a part of a u.s his no world history it's it's more important than u.s history because it changed the entire world not just I, the country I think, and you let me know because you're a teacher as our listeners know uh-huh. i think that that is the single worst thing about the american education system <laughs> is that they don't teach that red's giant hamburg the first drive-through in the world was right here in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on that? I totally agree with you, Dan. <laughs> Nothing else is wrong with the education system. Not a single thing. I certainly <laughs> haven't had any issues learning how to teach third grade over the internet over this last week. No problems at all. The only well, thing hey, that's been on my mind is this drive through situation. What if a you could teach me a podcast over the internet, you can teach a third grader. <laughs> to, Gotta uh, say... You pretty much just plugged the thing in, and yeah. you were good to go. <laughs> oh, I picked it up pretty quickly. I'm, I'm yeah. using a, a Kodak uh, webcam that I bought on clearance at Kmart wow. over a decade ago, so I look <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I don't know when I bought the one that I'm using. Um, I found it in my closet. Well, you know, I told you this story already, but I'll tell our listeners. I really wanted to play the Super Nintendo game Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. And it's not on. You know how you can play the the some old Nintendo games on your Switch? It's oh, yeah. not one of the ones you can play, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a very limited selection on mm-hmm. there. And so in the throes of you know, let's just call it what it is. Devastating loneliness uh, mm-hmm, the other day. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to hang out with my friends, Mario, Peach, Mallow, Gino, Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went and Your I had to track friends. down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're as real as any of my friends. 
I had to track down my Super Nintendo. So I, I looked through every single box that I'd packed whenever I moved into the house that I live in now, looked through the closet, uh, was not in the closet, went up in my attic, looked in every single box in my attic for my Super Nintendo, Whoa. and it was in the very last box that I had. I mean, I spent over an That's hour wild. digging through, getting all dusty, and you know what? Still works like a charm. Still yeah, works like does. a charm. That's good machinery. Have you played Super Mario RPG? Yes, whenever it very first came out, uh, my my dad is really into like Super Nintendo era RPGs. So no we would like me and my brothers would all basically sit around and play Super Mario RPG and like Final Fantasy two and three with my dad. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. like a wonderful experience. Yeah, it, it played- was awesome. I played alone, much like I'm playing alone right now, and that's why I made friends with these uh, uh, 16-bit characters. They're they're so kind to me. <laughs> Sometimes yes. Mario will look up at me and give me a little wink whenever I don't give him enough attention. That's what I love about Animal Crossing, which listeners know I've been playing lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is not a single like mean or bad thing in the game there's not an antagonist the worst thing in the game are uh sometimes you'll shake a tree and some wasps will sting you Oof! but you know what those things heal (laughs) yeah they absolutely (laughs) do there's medicine um why am i almost tearing up thinking about a game i haven't played (laughs) it's a weird time dan it's uh uh, andy you you should really get on there i think it might be time to uh as I have, just completely disconnect from reality and yeah. uh, enter Animal Crossing world. Yeah, man. I think that's uh, probably, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to log off right now and go spend $60 <laughs> to get it downloading while I'm doing this. Okay, so I was going to talk about Super Mario RPG. Um, that's a game for babies. <laughs> it's, oh. it's unbelievably easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't realize because like, I haven't played it in over 20 years. And uh, it feels great. I just everything. I'm conquering everything, and it's no problem. This is Everything's the time simple. for baby games. Absolutely. It, it's the era of baby games. Dark Souls is over now. I, <laughs> I was playing The Witcher 3 before all this started, and now I just I can't anymore. I need, I need Animal Crossing. I need to collect wood and uh, bugs. <laughs> Stuff you could not do in real life. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Red's Giant Hamburg... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to get something out of the way before we jump into our uh, history segment, of which I'm very proud. I love this segment you're going to hear in just a little bit. This new Red's Giant Hamburg is not... It's barely connected to the original, and it's owned by someone that I have mixed to negative feelings about, Dan. <laughs> Carl Rove. <laughs> Similar, <laughs> really. Maybe not quite that nefarious, but uh, <laughs> David Campbell is one of the two people that owns this, and this is a man who has allegedly uh, made open, openly made derisive comments about LBGTQ people Boo. and has also made some business decisions that were not particularly kind to some immigrant families who had started restaurants in the city. You can hear a little bit more about that in our episode about Izumi Hitaki from a while back. And as far as the LBGTQ stuff, um, that is just hearsay. But I will tell you that I know the woman who made those allegations personally. And uh, I've I I made a choice to believe her. So there's that. And I don't 
want to condone or make it seem like uh, we support I support, I don't want to speak for you, Dan, but I don't want to make it seem like, I'm not saying that you do, you know, I'm just saying that I'm coming out openly against this person in any and all of his endeavors, which include Buckingham's barbecue. I want to talk about this place mostly because I think the original Reds is really interesting. So, yeah. Anything to say, Dan? (laughs) Uh, David, if you want to come on the show and hash things out and, uh, clarify some of the comments you've made defend yourself uh feel free because andy is is as always willing to destroy you with facts and logic (laughs) i mean i can just show him the articles about him (laughs) that's about it i mean yeah yeah Uh, no he's he seriously does uh seem to suck um and (laughs) you know that's to suck that's something we encounter sometimes. We cover some places with uh, owners that aren't the best. And, uh, you know, it's still good to get out there and support these employees and to tip well uh, and to uh, make sure that they are out there with jobs. But that does not mean yeah. that we condone the actions of their dumb bosses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did go into this with a with a with an open mind, Dan. I, I I kind of it would have been really convenient for me if I didn't like the food, and I was honestly pretty surprised at my reaction. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. I went in with an open tummy. <laughs> All right, in just a moment, you're going to learn a whole lot about Red's Giant Hamburg, and I got to say. I'm probably more proud of this history segment than I am of just about anything I put together for the show. And part of it is because I had so much time to put it together. It's you really know, good. I'm just I'm just really happy about it. So I'm I am also an egomaniac. So that, that's part <laughs> of it too. But uh, all right, please enjoy this very long, 20 minute long segment about the history of Red's Giant Hamburg, the first ever drive-through, not just in Springfield, Missouri, our fair hometown, but the entire world. Wow. If you had a time machine, for what would you use it? The first thing I would do is go back one week and revisit a moment from the last episode of Spring Food Mo. I ordered at the sign there with the speaker. Um, it's got a speaker that whenever you speak to it, it projects your voice inside the building to them, but then they can also, they're, they're like speaking through a microphone, kind of like one of these, and then their voice comes out to you, so you can kind of hear what they're saying and then respond back, and I would say that that works pretty well, actually. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I think more places should try to incorporate something like that. I think uh, Five Spice is really onto something here. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's crazy that the Five Spice, the first place in the world to have a system like that, is right here in Springfield, mm-hmm. Missouri. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That is very crazy. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, that's not very funny. Why do I keep listening to this podcast? Of course, the first drive through in the world wasn't Five Spice China Grill right here in Springfield, Missouri, but see, it's maybe kind of funny because the first drive through in the world really was right here in Springfield, Missouri. The wonderful world of window-based culinary transactions was born in 1946 on West Chestnut Expressway, also known as Old Route 66. The restaurant, of course, 
was Red's Giant Hamburg. Sheldon J. Red Cheney moved to Springfield shortly after World War II. He had earned a college degree in business administration, and he wanted to put it to good use, so he started a restaurant. Red bought a plot of land off Route 66. The restaurant faced the road, and Red and his wife Julia, who worked in the diner along with Red, lived in a house right behind their business. In the early days, the place was called Cheney's, not Red's, but after a few years, Red's restaurant came to take his first first name instead. And, of course, we have to tell the story of the name Giant Hamburg, which is also the story of the eatery's iconic street-side sign. It's more like a monument, really, a 15-foot-tall cross with a black base and white uppercase letters reading Giant from left to right and Hamburg from top to bottom, with the two words intersecting at the shared letter A. The original sign was torn down when the original business was torn down, but since 2015, there's been a replica standing on West College Street just east of Fort Avenue. You really can't miss it if you drive by. Back in its heyday, Red's was known for far more than just its legendary road sign. In the mid-50s, a busted old Buick showed up next to the sign, and that also became an emblem of sorts, which we'll talk more about later. When you walked into Red's, you'd immediately be blasted with the sound of rockabilly music, so loud you could barely hear the people next to you. On your table, you'd find a five-gallon jug of water along with some paper cups. You might even see piles of cash just sitting around in various spots behind the counter because the staff was in such a hurry to serve customers quickly that they wouldn't account for sales until the end of the night. But if you visited the original Red's Giant Hamburg back in the early days, what you'd probably remember most was Red, the man. You'd see Red jumping on counters, sliding across the floor on his knees, dancing with his wife, pulling elaborate pranks, generally doing anything in his power to entertain you, to make you laugh, to ensure you were having a good time in the restaurant that bore his name. Red loved bits. He could usually remember what customers ordered, and when someone would make a typical comment like, you must have ESP, Red would reach in his back pocket and pull out an old pamphlet with the title, The Art of Thought Reading. The man's commitment to getting a laugh uh, was truly astonishing. Everything about Red's giant Hamburg was an extension of Red Sheldon himself. Red Sheldon's claim was that he had the idea for a drive through window shortly after opening the restaurant back in 1947. Allegedly, a neighbor of Red's had purchased a newfangled gadget called an intercom, a small microphone and speaker system designed for more efficient office communication. Okay, so we're going to try something a little different now, different than we've done for these history segments in the past. See, Red Sheldon loved to talk, and talk he did to customers and to the press. A lot. The man was a quote machine. Red's words are just too good to summarize or paraphrase, so from here on out, they're going to be performed by my incomparable co-host, Daniel Howell. You come crawl out your window. 
All right. So when asked about having built the first drive through Red had this to say. I thought you could use one of those things to get customers serve faster. So we built a little cubby hole out there and we changed things around a little. It's not very pretty, but it gets the job done. We were first. I don't say that for the glory or anything. That's just the way it is. The Sheldons also supplemented their groundbreaking drive-through system with several mirrors they'd hung up so they could see drivers in line, as well as a special technique of Julia's. See, Red claimed that Julia could read lips. If something happens and I can't get to the window, my wife can usually tell what people want. For some reason, that aspect of Red's drive-through pioneering didn't go worldwide. So, more about the 55 Buick that sat next to the sign at Red's. Red bought the Buick in 1957 after he and Julia wrecked a different car while driving through Illinois on a road trip. They had no other way to get home. But when they got back, Red just parked the Buick outside the restaurant and it sat there for decades. I didn't like the Buick. It was too bouncy. It wasn't as solid as other cars. At some point, Red also purchased three checkers, taxi cabs, and had those parked out behind the restaurant. A few years after Red's closed, the city made Red get rid of the cars in the property. I didn't give him any hard chatter. I understand why the law is on the books. It was fine with me. The only thing I objected to was the thought that it was going to cost me 50 bucks to have each one run to the junkyard. But then a guy came along and offered to buy the Buick. And I said, do you want a checker? He said, yeah. So I said, do you want two checkers? Earlier, I mentioned that if you went to Red's Giant Hamburg, you are bound to hear some loud rockabilly music. If you don't know rockabilly as a genre, it's what you're hearing right now. This is Bebopalula by Gene Vincent, one of Red Sheldon's favorite songs, a kind of blend of country and rhythm and blues. I like rockabilly because I can move fast to it. It's good music to work to. Red's love for rockabilly went much deeper than that, though. He and Julia loved to go see bands play in town. One of their all-time favorite bands to see was The Morels, a.k.a. The Skeletons, fronted by late Springfield legend Lou Whitney. I went deep on Lou Whitney and the Skeletons in a bonus segment at the end of our Rama Thai episode over a year ago, and I'm pretty sure no one heard it. Red Cheney loved the Morels, and the Morels loved Red Cheney. The band wrote a song about Red's Giant Hamburg and included it on their debut album, Shake and Push, released in 1982 on Eastside Digital Records. The album cover is a photo of Red's Giant Hamburg, and it absolutely rules. The song is so funny and silly and eminently danceable. Normally, I would cut to a short clip of the song here, but I can't pick which part to play for you. So here is the entire song, Reds, by the Morels, track two from the album Shake and Push. Hamburger, cheeseburger, lettuce, and tomato. Brown bean, root beer, french fried potato. Side of town, got a five-five Buick, deep, deep in the ground. Ten-foot balls that go round and round. 
You see what I mean? It's like impossible to pick the best part to clip out. It's all so fun. Uh, that Morels shot an actual professional music video for that song on location at Red's Giant Hamburg, and Red himself is in the video, goofing around with the band in the restaurant. When discussing the entire experience with the song and with the video, Red said, I can say it is good this happened before I died. Shoot, things like this don't usually happen until after you're gone. So I'm kind of excited about that, but what I want more than anything is for this to do the band some good. They've done so much for me that they probably don't even realize. I hope this gets them some good national attention. You may have noticed that we are like 12 minutes into this segment, and aside from the Morels song lyrics, there's a very important aspect of Red's Giant Hamburg that we haven't mentioned. Uh, the food! Uh, Red's sold classic American diner food with a few twists. A single burger was called a junior, a double was a giant, and triples were seniors. A jumbo had bacon, and a super with two O's was a double cheeseburger with bacon and sliced ham. The patties were crumbly smash burgers made fresh daily using a presser on site. Red also made his own root beer to serve customers, brewing it from licorice root and sassafras. Red's also served hot dogs and fries and other typical diner fare, but to be totally honest, almost all the press throughout the restaurant's run from 1946 to 1984 was about Red, not Red's food, with one notable exception. A profile of Red Cheney written for the Springfield Leader and Press in 1982 included the following information, which I think is interesting. And also, this is just an incredible sentence. Listen. Two notables who have feasted on Red's eatables are television evangelists Jim Baker and Jerry Falwell, who would stop at Red's every time they came through town. 
Which was often. Jerry always orders a senior and french fries. And what did Baker eat? Supers and fries. Him and his wife, Tammy, always eat supers and fries. That profile I mentioned from 1982 is written by a journalist named Chris Whitley. A huge chunk of the information in this segment came from there, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes because you should read it for yourself. It's just altogether a lovely piece of writing from the final years of Red's Giant Hamburg, discussing Red's legacy and what the man and his restaurant had come to mean to people in Springfield. We was going to quit about three or four years ago, but these old people, you know, we just couldn't handle it. You stay with the younger people, you'll feel younger. Hell, there's these old people out there. The hardest thing they'll do every day is decide what they want for breakfast. Are you going to have scrambled eggs? Hell, bring it on. I'll eat it, you know. I got other things to worry about than that. And we enjoy the business. Really enjoy it very much. In fact, I'm in love with my hamburger stand. My wife says it's my first love. She says she comes second. Red gave up his first love only a few years after having said that. He served his last giant hamburger on December 14, 1984. Red was 68 years old. Or, you know, this is corny, but he really does seem like the kind of person who would have considered himself 68 years young. I want to empty all the ketchup and mustard bottles and put them back on the tables. I want the place to look like we just walked out. That way... If we go out some night to party and we want to come back here to party a little more, we can do it. We can have people over and go like crazy. If she says we party, then I'm pretty sure we party. Really don't remember. Remember we departed from our bodies. After retiring, Red and Julie Cheney kept busy. Red had a lot of fun producing, shooting, and editing videos for friends, while Julia kept a huge garden in their yard. The Cheneys once reopened Red's Giant Hamburg temporarily for a charity auction in the summer of 1985 to benefit local public broadcasting channel KOZK, of which Red had been a champion for many years. The city of Springfield ordered Red to demolish the old restaurant building in 1997, and that he did. Red wasn't bothered by it at all. It's a wreck. It's falling apart. It would cost too much money to repair. The roof, the walls are bad. You can barely walk on the floor. As things get older, everything falls to pot. Red said that on May 19, 1997, the day the original Red's Giant Hamburg was demolished, and then... On June 2nd, that same year, just a couple weeks later, Red Cheney died. I've been so lucky to live in such a wonderful time. I mean, I've gone from when horses used to take us to town, to gas and oil and automobiles and the dying out period and the war, to radios and telephones and people going to the moon, and now there's computers. Man, I'm glad to be here. This is it. Wouldn't it be great if that were the end of the story, the end of this segment? But it's not. In 1984, after Red had made public his plans to close Red's Giant Hamburg, a newsleader columnist named Larry Dixon wrote, Red's Giant Hamburg is as much a part of the folklore of the Ozarks as the bald knobbers, the ghost light, coopies, caves, and country music. 
I feel certain that Red Cheney is the kind of sensitive human being who might respond to popular demand. Perhaps he might consider closing with the promise that it would not be forever. I have to believe Red is a reasonable man. Larry Dixon was not wrong about any of that. And Red and Julia Cheney were not unaware of what Larry meant. They sold the rights to the name Red's Giant Hamburg. Those rights bounced around for decades, and there were various plans to open several franchises throughout the city, but none of those plans ever came to fruition. At least until 2019, when David Campbell, owner of Buckingham's Barbecue and one of our favorite people on this podcast, yeah, we just love him so much, opened a sort of replica of Red's Giant Hamburg on West Sunshine, miles away from the original location. So... Here we are, a lackluster ending to a segment I was really proud of up until this point. <sighs> Shut up. What is the name of the place? Hamburger, cheeseburger, lettuce, and the Andy, A plus bio segment. And let me say, I enjoyed listening to it this time as much as I did the uh, previous time I listened to it. Hey, yeah. Thanks for listening to it all over again, that full 19 minute break we took. <laughs> We're definitely not editing around. <laughs> so, Red's Giant Hamburg. Now, it hasn't, this new iteration hasn't been around very long, but uh, as our listeners know, you're quite old. So, uh, did you have a chance to go Yikes. to the previous location? <laughs> the one that, oh, you mean the one that closed in 1984, Dan? Yeah, yeah. You Two know, years like, before I, mean, I was born? Well, I know you would have been a teen around that time. But <laughs> <laughs> if you could remember back that far. I was. Uh, negative two <laughs> when that when that place closed. <laughs> I wonder if my parents ate there. I I, I doubt it. I, I should have asked them. I know they like the new one. Um, the inside, like the aesthetic of the new one, is really important. Um, even in the interviews where the owners, plural, talked about it, like they tried to make it really fun and interesting in there. My parents sure like it a lot, but I have not yeah. been inside. I'm curious to know if my parents went there. Uh, I know we joked about it before the bio, but it is very strange that I had never heard of this place until it reopened. I, mm -hmm. I, I had no clue that it existed prior, and uh, it's just very strange with the you know, fact that it is the first drive-through in the world, and it seems to have a lot of like iconography too, like that. Uh, yeah, a uh, giant Hamburg cross out in front. Yeah, um, I worship at the cross. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of this, we were going to do a do a little, of lead me to the cross. <laughs> Say a little prayer, a little benediction at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, eggs benediction. I <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> so I am wondering if maybe this place was just a big deal to the people who went there and knew about it. Maybe it was that kind of situation. Um, people were really passionate about it. There were several articles in the paper when it closed that were mostly 
comprised of quotes from people that loved going to Reds in its heyday, which is pretty neat. But you'll, you'll see, I've come across articles like that throughout doing research for the show of places that have closed. You know, that's pretty typical strategy is to round up a bunch of nice things people have to say, but it just gets lost to time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe it should stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it, Dan. We both ordered drive through. Did you did you go twice? Or did you go once? I did. I had a chance to go again yesterday. Okay. Let's uh, just walk through your drive through experience. I mean, I know that our listeners sometimes forget what it's like to go through a drive through. So, <laughs> if you want to tell us just like what your drive through experience was at uh, Red's Giant Hamburg this week, go ahead. Um, Red's Giant Hamburg has a pretty great drive through they've got a nice uh, mini menu before you hit that main menu the last time that i went i actually noticed that they have speakers in both the menus so whenever hmm. the line is backed up they can take orders from the menu like behind the main one which i thought was pretty cool and wasn't something i think i've seen before yeah that's cool uh, I will say whenever I went yesterday, I was probably in the drive-thru for 25 minutes. Whoa. Um, it was it was very long, but uh, the, you know that's just kind of the state of the world right now. I really can't mm. begrudge. I certainly won't be rating anything based on like service for the next few months at least because these service mm-hmm. workers are really – I mean, they're – they're essential workers, and uh, what they're doing and what they must be going through right now is uh, actually harrowing. So yeah. uh, I, I appreciate every single one of them. Just for listeners who discovered this show in the year 2025 and are going back through the archive, uh, right now we're in the midst of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm really happy for all of you in the future with President Dolly Parton. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great choice, America. Everybody loves Dolly. Yeah. (laughs) What party do you think she's on? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I've seen a a nine to five. She seems like she's uh, all about the working people. She, you know, she's an independent woman. Maybe she'll run independent. Hey, yeah, I'd vote for it. Hey, I, maybe we just started something here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what we need is more celebrities for Dolly, president. Dolly 2024. <laughs> uh, Red's Giant Hamburg. Here we go. All right. So what'd you get on your first trip, Dan? On my first trip, I went and got some food for myself and my girlfriend, I went with just a classic giant with cheese, and I'll tell you how I had that dressed later whenever we get into all that, and fries. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and get, in, get into all that. Just walk through your order. Well, let's start with the fries. Did you get the classic traditional fries there? I did get the classic traditional fries, <laughs> and I got to say, um, minimal seasoning, but very obviously hand-cut, possibly to order, which I liked that about them a lot. They were clearly fresh, at least at least cut that day. They were very soft, no crispiness mm-hmm. whatsoever. They had a very strong, pure potato flavor that I really enjoyed, but uh, no salt on these bad boys. Um, pretty bland, pretty bland fries, oh, yeah. say. I, I would say if we're starting with the fries, Andy, uh, we are much like Drake, and we're starting at the bottom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cause, Absolutely. Because they're bad. They, I, yeah. I, uh, I think they're probably the worst thing 
I ha- it's all it's all uphill from here. They look great. They do. They <laughs> look so good, and they're they grease up that little bag. Oh, they are too. greasy boys. Now, if we were in the restaurant, we would probably be able to get some salt and put them on there and make them mm-hmm. taste quite a bit better, even though they're soft. With a little salt, would they would have really been uh, kicked up a notch, but. Not not a granule, not a single granule of salt on these fries that I could see. Did you get a chance to try the uh, fry variant there, Andy? The chili cheese fry? Oh, well, there's a couple fry variants. Uh, I was actually oh, talking about the fries? sweet fries. No, I didn't. Did you? I did. The sweet fries I had yesterday, and they are thick cut, thicker than the uh, traditional fries. Whoa, really? Yeah, they're kind of wide like a steak fry, but not as big. So I would classify them as mini steak fries. (laughs) And I got to say, Andy, they still weren't heavily seasoned, but they there wasn't a lot of crispiness, but I I don't mind that as much in a sweet potato fry. Okay. I would say they're a thousand percent superior (laughs) to the regular fries. They were so, so good. That's a lot of percent, Dan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that. That's cool. Um, I did try the chili cheese version. Now, I think I told you that I was going to get a Frito pie, but I balked whenever mm-hmm. I got up there. I was like, you know what? I really, I really don't want the Fritos. And it was a huge mistake because it was just those soft fries color- yeah. covered in chili and cheese. And that chili was bland, Dan. Not a bit of spice to it. It was oh, just really? some greasy beef. Just they sell the beef. chili on its own and on yeah. fries and maybe I probably on the coney as well. That that's kind of a bummer to hear. I w- I was hoping that the chili would be better. I mean, it's fine, but like, would have rather had Wendy's chili or even steak and shake chili. Steak and shake chili super beanie. You know, this is this was just just meaty with like sure. a few little beans here and there. I just found it to be really bland. I mean, these are chili cheese fries. Yeah. So the floor is pretty high because it's still like greasy potato. So I liked it. Oh, I was like, man, there's just no reason to go there for the fries in any version, I don't think. Well, you know, the, I would say the sweet fries are pretty good, but uh, oh, well, yeah. I wouldn't put uh, chili on those. <laughs> no, that would be deeply odd. Though, you know, maybe it would be good. I mean, you, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but the chili and cinnamon roll thing. That's oh, a, yeah, that I phenomenon. think we have discussed that. That, you know. Yeah, I could see it working. Chili and sweet potatoes. Hmm. Listeners, call in. Tell us about chili and sweet your chili and sweet <laughs> potato experiences, please. Uh, did you try some onion rings, Dan? I didn't, Andy, because uh, famously, I'm no longer talking onion rings on the show. I, I've I've oh. passed passed the torch on to you. Okay. Gotta say, liked these onion rings. Ooh. Really enjoyed them. They came in a range of sizes, which I always like. So I'm pretty sure they hand cut the onions and batter these onion rings themselves, which is always respectable, nice. you know, rather than using the frozen ones. He got some big fat fatties. Big fat and, fatties, you say. And you got some real little roundies. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh-huh. We're coming up with a lot of new nicknames for uh-huh. food. I hope we remember all these. And you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say real little roundies. It's those ones oh. that don't even have an opening in the middle. You know, oh, the, the, they're battered all the way across, and they're small. They're bite-sized. Mm. You know where you get that? Where? Popeyes. Ooh, you know. It's the best. You know you get those little roundies <laughs> at Popeyes. <laughs> Might have to go to Popeyes tonight for my uh, state-mandated nature hike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outdoor mm-hmm. exercise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, those little roundies and those big fat fatties and whatever's those uh, mid mid middies <laughs> were uh, yeah. all really tasty. They are very buttery. Like the breading has a buttery flavor and there's a all little right. sweetness to it as well. Really enjoy these onion rings. Really enjoy them. They sound them. awesome. I, I wish I would have gotten them now. Would strongly encourage listeners, if you're going to check this place out, to try the onion rings and avoid the fries. Yeah, or, you know, yeah. try some other sides that we don't talk about rather than trying those fries. Go with the premium size. The, go mm-hmm. take the upcharge. Uh, the, the fries are no good. All right. Let's get into... Should we get into the burgers, Dan? Well, I had one more thing oh, I wanted cool. to get into. On my first trip... I got food for my girlfriend, as I said, and uh, on, on the last uh, bonus episode, the uh, Tower Club episode, canonically one of the good episodes, <laughs> I mentioned that uh, I would no longer be referring to my girlfriend as The Beef, and that for now, her nickname is Girlfriend. Uh huh. However, as of today, I've decided that there's a new nickname for her, and that is what she ordered at Red's <laughs> Giant Hamburg, chicken and fries. Wow, I like it. That's good. Tell me because more. Tell me more. Like chicken and fries, there's nothing better. Dan, watch me trying to take a photo. <laughs> <laughs> she called this chicken, the uh, she got the two-piece chicken, she called it a uh, Christian chicken. <laughs> comparing it to the breading of uh, Chick-fil-A's chicken, which uh, her and I no longer eat, which is uh, right. nice because they make delicious chicken. Uh, so I trusted her in that. I just got a little bite of hers. But I got to say, Andy, uh-huh. these pieces of chicken, they're what I would call big thickums. <laughs> so is that what you're going to call your girlfriend now? No, no, I'm calling her chicken and fries. <laughs> nope. That's <laughs> not so what you just said. You made a new policy. I'm sorry. You can't take it back. No, her name is chicken and fries. Tell me about fries. big thickums' meal. <laughs> do not call my girlfriend big thickums, Andy. <laughs> I didn't do that. You did it. <laughs> anyway, they were real tasty. They tasted good. Let's move on to the burgers. Okay. All right. Burger time. Did you notice that uh, in the bio I used a remix of the the theme song from the arcade game Burger Time? No, I didn't. I <laughs> love that game. Yeah, it's 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 a fun little remix of it. Honestly, terrible song. It's a bad song. It's so annoying. <laughs> All right, take so, that Burger Time composers. <laughs> uh, I also got a giant with cheese. So we ordered basically the same thing, but we can get into what we ordered on top because I think the toppings. They should make a difference, and we'll talk about whether they actually do make a difference or not. Absolutely. I got mine. Uh, I got a double cheeseburger with Red's spread, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's like in and out We talked about it. It seems like it's uh, Thousand Islands dressing, but who knows? There may be other stuff in there. So Andy, also got, yeah. Or if we're talking Red's spread right now, I need to get into it because I do not actually think that red spread is your classic Mac sauce mm. or Thousand Island sauce. Okay. It's a little lighter than that. It's a kind of yellow. It's a little citrusy. It's very sweet. Yeah. I was kind of racking my brain to figure out what to compare it to because I had like tasted it before. I had a sense memory of the taste of this uh, red spread. I had to go to Dole's website to look at their chopped salad kits. Whoa. And finally, I found the chopped sunflower crunch salad, which comes with 
a nice sweet onion and citrus dressing. So I think that this is some kind of sweet onion sauce or at least like a citrusy uh, some kind of sauce. I don't know what it is, but I I, I really love the red spread. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's all I have to say about the red spread. Okay. Very cool. I love it. don't think I could really taste it that much, to be honest. Also got lettuce, tomatoes, and caramelized onion okay. on mine. They call it the giant, and that name is not a lie. It is an enormous burger. It's a big uh, old boy. The whole order came in a paper bag, the burger wrapped in a Red's, propi- Red's proprietary wax paper. Mm-hmm. Um, very greasy. You know, oh, the wax yeah. paper, they use wax paper because it contains the grease, but. I mean, it was literally dripping off the paper. There was so much grease in there. I could see grease through the bag with one of my yeah, orders. It's it's insane how greasy this food is. And I like greasy food. It's great. Uh, not the best in a drive through situation where you're going to eat in your car in the sure. parking lot. But uh, still, love grease. <laughs> greasy, I'm a greasy man. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the toppings uh, were under the patties, which I hate. Uh-huh. I hate it. Oh, they need to like be that. on top. No, I don't like it. They need to be on top. Um, you can get some spread on the bottom. I'm cool with that. But if you got like actual, you know, toppings that can fall off, I feel like it's just a lot more manageable and tastes better and looks better when they're on the top. Andy, that's my opinion. In this scenario, I fully disagree with you. Wow. I would say maybe that tomato could go on top of the patty. However, I think that these toppings, the shredded lettuce along with the finely not finely diced but you know diced onions yeah not they're not full onion rings is all i'm saying i think that along with whatever ketchup mustard or red spread combination you're going yeah is essential and i think it has to go on the bottom because as much messy as this already is it would be much more messy were it on the top oh boy that is a I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> I I think the shredded lettuce um, and like diced up onions made the burger. I, I I'm I'm into it, Andy. I think it's gonna be gnarly no matter where they are. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, gonna be I messy and totally hard to agree. eat no matter how the toppings are arranged. Okay. I felt like the toppings were pretty minimal. Uh they were definitely trounced by the size of the massive patties that like they're so big they go outside of the bun on all sides and that's a positive um uh, oh yeah i like that the patties were so big but i just kept finding myself wishing that i didn't have the other toppings like just give me the red spread and maybe some caramelized onions and just do away with that those lettuce and tomatoes well that's, that's how i the felt recommended about it. serving is just uh ketchup mustard or red spread and yeah. pickles they they uh all the extra stuff is extra hmm doesn't well, cost the, extra, but it's on the. It's, I gotta, it's, you know. I, I gotta disagree with your interpretation of the menu there, Dan. I, I mean, it's right there. It's right there for you to choose. But that's <laughs> upon request. They only ask you about ketchup, mustard, and pickle. They do no, not ask you no. about lettuce or onion or tomato. Dude, not true. When I went through the second time and I did my other order, she listed off all the ingredients and asked me which ones I wanted and which ones I didn't. See, I, I did not have that experience either of my orders. Huh. Interesting. Also, I had a ton of topping. 
Maybe I think this we're is just a, getting a little inconsistency here. Maybe this is Andy's conspiracy corner. <laughs> do, 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 do. Well, I mean, we've said before on the show that consistency is very important in yeah. a restaurant, and, and it sounds like uh, this doesn't have a whole lot of consistency. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got the double cheeseburger, red spread lettuce, tomatoes, caramelized onion. Uh, there were two slices of cheese, two big, thick slices of American cheese that have been all melty on top of the uh, patties. Uh, only tastes I got were bun, meat, and cheese, Dan. I didn't even mm-hmm. really pick up the texture. Actually, I had one bite with a bunch of tomato in it, and that was it. Uh, the bun is like a totally standard white bread bun that you could buy at the grocery store. It's like nothing special, but it got the job done. Sometimes that's the best choice yeah. for a, a tasty burger. It's Sometimes not like I kinda, a great like a potato bun. Yeah, yes. no. Sometimes I don't want like a really great focaccia or whatever bread as my hamburger bun. I'm looking right <laughs> at you, progress. <laughs> That burger's ridiculous. Like, just give it a real bun. I don't know. Uh, focaccia, focaccia. More like fo- focaccia about it. This isn't lag. Andy has ended the stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this burger pad is thick and crumbly. Little crumbles kept falling off as I was eating oh, yeah. it, which, again, not great. I did have to change shirts when I got home. Not a joke. But uh, it was charred on the outside, but very juicy and greasy on the inside. It kind of pains me to say it. I wish I didn't like this place. This is a fantastic burger, Dan. Andy, I from your lead up, I, I really didn't know which direction you were going to go. Yeah. I totally agree. I love this burger. It it reminded me like a bigger version of a Culver's burger, what with the crumbliness and the charredness. Like it was a totally different bun and construction, but that was like my closest comp. Or we don't have it here, but Dan, this is basically a Shake Shack burger. They're doing Shake oh, Shack. Really? Yeah, that's what's and- happening here. These are pretty moderately priced, and Andy, that American cheese, I pulled the bun off, and the way it pools in the craters of the burger is Mm -hmm. just, oh. Andy, they, it's they, good. they don't skimp on cheese. Like it, This is a very good burger. There's no getting around it. This is a tasty burger. I will say that there was another burger place that is better close by that I will pick every single time because I know that its owners are not reprehensible human beings. Sure. But uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's very good. Yep. So tell me about I, your burger experience, Dan, or your first one. I, you know, I, I had the same thing, and I, I totally agree. It's a fantastic burger, although I would say that... As I said, the the lettuce and onion and red spread, in my opinion, are completely essential. Uh, yeah. I also really like the pickle. However, the second time I went, they didn't have any more pickle. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer. But I did you get just the diced onions on either of your burgers? Caramelized. Or did you go caramelized both times? Always. They weren't actually caramelized. They were just grilled. But you know, okay. you know my feelings about this. So the diced onions, I think... I think make a nice slaw with that oh. shredded lettuce and the red spread or mustard or ketchup or whatever you want down there. Solid uh, tip. Yeah. I, I think you get a nice crunchiness with them. I think the red spread has delicious flavor. I, I really loved it. And I I don't have anything else to say. I'm so happy for you, Dan. <laughs> you look it. <laughs> you found a new place to be sad you can't go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I you know. I'll, I'll probably go back. Yeah. What, what'd you get the second time? Oh, Andy, what did I get the second time? Uh-huh. What'd you, you get the second time? Andy, yeah, the second time you went, what'd you get? The, what I got the second time. The, After this. the first time you went, you went again. What did you get that time? 
I don't know. We might need to restart this whole thing, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, the second time I got the super with cheese, red Buddy, spread, onion, that's lettuce, what I and got tomato. the second time, too. We should have coordinated this. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Andy. I don't know why you decided to go with the super, uh, but I decided for a very specific reason, and that is there's a new dedict, Andy. Oh my! So if there's a misspelled word, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I I typed dedict into my Microsoft Word doc over uh-huh. here, and uh, like <laughs> I right clicked it to figure out why it wasn't accepting the word because <laughs> you said it so many times that you think it's you forgot that it's not a real word. Yeah, yeah. I'm just stupid. <laughs> One of my favorite things we've had a couple people uh, communicate this to us online, and that that's that. Um, whenever they're typing the word Springfield or texting the word Springfield, their phone autocorrects yep. to spring food. Oh, that's so Which awesome. I love it so much. That's so cool. Mine certainly <laughs> does. Oh, yeah. So the new dedict, Andy. What's the subsect? Dan's dedict subsect 777, the Lord's <laughs> subsect. <laughs> I must eat anything locally that there's credible evidence that Jim and or Tammy Faye Baker <laughs> ate. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that why like you got that. it? Because you're <laughs> no, a big fan of them as well? No, it's not. I actually didn't know at that point. I hadn't done the research yet. <laughs> well, as we all know, uh, Jim Jim Baker, at least, uh, does suck tremendously. And uh, yeah. he, hey. he's also been trying to profit off of this uh, virus. And he was just sued by the state of Missouri. So that's good. Yeah. Take that, um, Jim. But uh, Tammy goes, Faye, I love you. Hopefully. He goes back to prison because he's already been in prison for five years. Yeah. Five years. And he's still, he came back and is still a successful televangelist. How does this happen? It just makes me so cynical and like not like the human race, Dan. How does this happen? R.I.P. Tammy Faye Baker. That's all I have. Did she die? Yeah, she's she's not with us any longer. And uh, she was a beautiful angel and she, she soared high while she was here. Did she? She had to deal with being married to Jim <laughs> Baker. Imagine that. Imagine. Yeah. No, she probably also sucks, but, uh, you know, that's uh, just the way it is. Past, anyway. Past tense, Dan. <laughs> Be polite. <laughs> Did, what, Andy, what did you think uh-huh. of the super? Oh, Dan, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really good. Okay, we got to talk about like, okay, so the Super is a, it's a double cheeseburger like the one that we just had before, except that it has crispy bacon and thick cut ham Mm -hmm. on it. The ham is like almost a full centimeter thick. Oh, yeah. And it's so good. It's like ham you would go get at Harder House or something. They don't skimp. Ham on a hamburger before, a hamburguesa style. I, yes, I have, but not like this. They yeah. they used to do that, or maybe they still do at the place that is no longer called Sliders downtown, or it is called Sliders. It used to be called Whistlers. Uh huh. Would go there in college, and they would do a burger with ham on it, and that's kind of a different thing. It was almost more like Canadian bacon on the burger there. Uh huh. Probably the first time I've had a big thick slab of ham right on top of the burger. Um, tell me about yours. Did you have you had one like that before? Um, not exactly like that. I don't think I've had a hamburger with ham on it since trying a hamburguesa but those are way different i mean this, yeah. the, i think the ones i had had guacamole and sour cream on them or maybe just okay. crema uh but man andy that uh-huh. the combination of that thick cut ham with this bacon which they do have very good bacon i'm, I'm sure that the bacon cheeseburger is also really good Whew, 
man, that that is a salty, savory punch that, yeah. that it, it really adds to the burger. And like you get three different delicious text textures all mm-hmm. intermingling. The burger's the same. It's crispy, but also juicy and tender on the inside. That bacon is crispy, at least the one I got. They they did the bacon right, which is oh, yeah. so rare as we've talked about it they really on do. the show so many times. And then that ham is just awesome. You're right. It's very salty and fatty too. Uh, I ate a third of this burger and it was enough. Now I also got the chili cheese fries with it. So, you know, half the chili cheese fries and a third of that burger were like 3000 calories or something already, but it's, it was so hearty, just like insanely hearty and delicious. It was so good. The super was so tasty. Super fantastic. I think Jim Baker is right about everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was right about this and he is therefore <laughs> right about everything. Go out uh-huh. to get yourself some silver to, to battle this, uh, <laughs> this coronavirus here. Man, Man Andy, I, I wouldn't say it's more essential than just the classic burger, but it's a treat. Well, it's, it's, it's a real treat. It's somehow even it's more special because you can get a really good burger at several different places in yeah. town, reminiscent of this one even. But uh, I can tell you what, Shake Shack does not have anything like the Super. This is special, and I don't know anywhere else in town that has something like this. I am not saying it should be in the Pantheon. It absolutely should not be in the Pantheon, but uh, it's certainly unique, and I'm glad it exists. And it's cool uh, in this way in that it's it's legitimately carrying on a legacy of, uh, like, Red, the, the real yeah. dude, Red Sheldon. It's not artificial in the way that most of the stuff at this place is. You know, it's an actual thing that they did that, you know, other places didn't do. I agree. Yeah. And it's it's very good. Did you try any dessert items? Andy. Mm-hmm. I got a chocolate shake. Okay. I know that you also got a shake. I got a vanilla shake. Looked great in that clear to go cup. Uh-huh. They've, they've got all their own like proprietary branded oh, yeah. uh, to go stuff here. Everything is branded with the Reds name on it. It's all big time. Mm-hmm. It, this seems like it's a chain. It wouldn't surprise me if it winds up being a chain. As Absolutely. good as the burgers are. Uh, it looks great with that whipped cream sticking out of the top of the opening. It's like a half, spear, mm-hmm. half sphere with an opening at the top. Gotta say, Dan, this is a bad milkshake. Mine oh, was really? bad. There's another podcast that you and I both listened to and stole the premise of for our own show. And they also uh-huh. often talk about how vanilla is a flavor, which I agree. And the problem was uh, this didn't have any vanilla taste. Sure. None. Um, it was disappointing. It was extremely bland. I guess those two words don't really go together, extreme and bland. You're just bland or not. You can't really be extremely bland. No vanilla flavor. Just tasted like cream. A little sweet, but like not even worth consuming. I, I had maybe six or seven sips. We wound up just throwing the rest away, which wow. I hated doing. But it's just like it wasn't worth the, the caloric density of consuming it. I mean, this was... This was incredibly bad. I just could not believe that an ice cream item really? would give me so little pleasure. It was a bad shake. Andy, what do you think? The chocolate shake was pretty good. Uh, okay, <laughs> I enjoyed the chocolate shake. Um, the closest thing I could compare it to is it's it's just a big frosty. It's a big sippable frosty. It, it's frosty flavored. It sounds um, great. Which I would absolutely never order a vanilla frosty. I know that they offer it. Uh, but I don't know. I would be not surprised if this isn't even actual ice cream. If like the frosty, it's uh, some other like water product. Well, mm-hmm. I I mean they call it a milkshake, so I guess you probably can't do that if it doesn't actually contain some milk. But 
Yeah, I liked the chocolate one just fine. I didn't think it was exceptional, not uh, as good as like a, a real tasty Hardee's milkshake or something, but uh, pretty good. Okay, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, at least they have some flavor in the chocolate. I mean, I guess you have to give it the, the chocolate appearance, and there's probably, they, they may have tried to make it bland for the old people. That's kind of my running theory <laughs> here is this is a place for old people. It's like nostalgic, and uh, they, they, they probably try to make stuff bland on purpose. And you just can't make chocolate that bland. You got to have the chocolate flavor for it to be considered chocolate. Yep. Which you can get away with not having any vanilla in your vanilla. So do we have <laughs> anything else to talk about? I don't think so. That's everything I had. Okay. Ah, man, I don't even know how to rate this place. Um, how many? Uh, <laughs> how many fake restaurants? <laughs> Would you rate Reds? <laughs> I mean, it's it just isn't this isn't the real thing. It's not even close. With the exception of recreating a couple menu items, this is a it's just a very cynical endeavor to me. You know, I don't think there's a lot of passion with the food. This is very much like a, a for profit enterprise, as all restaurants are, but like there's no heart and soul in this food, I don't think. Um I gotta agree with you, but uh you don't got well, it. if those burgers aren't tasty the, they those are burgers they're are really, really good. good they are really good i wonder if they taste anything like the burgers at reds did though i have sure. no idea and i would love to talk to someone who does know if they are even remotely similar uh to the burgers at reds all right what what would you rate it i'm gonna drop a big fat four on the burger and uh knock it down to a 3.5 because the uh fries sucked so bad yeah Bad shake, uh, bad fries. I'm not a fan of the whole endeavor, uh, just generally. Um, I think I'm going to go 2.5, Dan. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like that this exists in the form that it does. Even if I do really like the burger, I think it is worth going to once to try the super as sort of like an homage to Red Sheldon, who seems like he was a legitimately interesting and fun person who definitely left a legacy, and I really wonder what he would think about this. I don't know. I don't know. His family probably likes the money, and that's good for them. So, Yeah. Yep. I, you know, I'll probably be back. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, lie. I, I enjoyed that burger enough to where I'm going to find my way back to uh, Red's Giant Hamburg. Okay. Well, suit yourself, buddy. <laughs> we, all have, we all compromise our ethics at some point. Right? <laughs> Just every time I record this show. <laughs> well unfortunately we don't have uh that much more planned today but you know you did listen to the bio and dan was so good as to provide the voice of red sheldon so he yeah, did a great absolutely. job but, but you know, I, uh, didn't, I did oh, go ahead I, you know i didn't get it out of some form of like show nepotism though uh -huh. i uh you, you know I, I wasn't the only candidate no i you were like the fourth or fifth person i went to um, really? <laughs> some some other frequent guests of the show first. And I actually, um, let's see. Do I have a recording of them or are they here? No. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, we've got the tapes here. Okay. We, we've got the tapes here of, uh, of their auditions. And uh, we're going to listen back to them now. And uh, here, here's some of the other takes on uh, Red Chaney, which I think you called him Red Sheldon just a second ago. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I don't know either. <laughs> I think it's his middle name. Actually, it's his middle name. Red, Red J. Who knows? I don't know why I did that. I mean, I saw a picture of uh, Red, but before I did, I pictured him as a Red from that 70s show, the guy from uh, RoboCop that 
blows RoboCop away. Man, I've not watched that show in so long. It's that's over my head, Dan. I don't. Oh, I don't well, get it. you know the the dad's name is Red, and he uh, he he's sure not a fan of his son Eric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I called him Red Sheldon in the bio. I'm gonna have to go back and fix it. Red, where did you get Red Sheldon? From? I have no idea, not a clue. You've been watching wow. a lot of Young Sheldon. That's definitely it. I've never watched Big mm-hmm. Bang Theory, but I love Young Sheldon. Oh yeah, so funny. It just mirrors my experience in uh, <laughs> elementary school or whatever that kid's doing in that show. <laughs> Being a little right. freak. Let's go to the tapes. All right, this is Ronald McDonald, a cigarette-smoking robot, reading for Red Cheney. Okay, go go ahead. Go ahead, Ronald. I thought you could use one of those things to get customers served faster. So we built uh, a little cubby hole out there, and we changed things around a little. Hey, I'm walking here. It's <laughs> not very pretty, but it gets the job done. <coughs> Okay, hey, um, quick note. He's not from New York. He's from, can you maybe give it like a, you know, Ozarkian twang? Oh, Ronald? yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You want me to just start from the top? Wherever. Hey, a pizza pie, Paisano. <laughs> I thought you could use one of those things to get customers served faster. Hey. Boop. Okay. Uh, yeah, he did not make the cut. I don't know. No, no, that, uh, <laughs> you know, it just wasn't the direction we were going, but uh, we'll, we'll consider him for for another time, probably. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. We're definitely going to do this whole, you can see it again. Let's play another one of the tapes. Boop. Hi, this is Tailwince Howard, reading for the role of Wed Cheney. Hey, glad you could come by, Terrence. Thanks, Andy. I'm a big fan of being on the show here with you. Uh-huh. Can you tell me why you're interested in doing the role of Red? Well, I've always wanted to be a dead old guy. <laughs> <laughs> As most babies do dream about. Yeah. 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 Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and give it a shot. Just there's your line right there. Let's let's hear your best. Okay. Supers and flies. Him and his wife, Tammy, always eat supers and flies. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about uh, Red Cheney. Uh, he was an old man. Uh, you did say that. So why don't you try, just try and affect an old man voice. Oh, okay. I can, can, give it another I can shot. try, I guess. Hey, I believe in you, buddy. You can do it. Uh, supers and flies. Him and his wife, Tammy, Always eat supers and flies. Oh, look here at the Wall Street Journal today. <laughs> this is interesting. How's your portfolio doing? Uh, the, the stocks and bonds are way up out the roof right now. That's a great job. You did a really good job. Boop. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I have a real soft spot for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a real soft spot himself. <laughs> so uh yeah he didn't get the job i i let him i actually just didn't text him back <laughs> yeah for the record none of these people got the job it was yeah. me all right um, next day should we go ahead and listen to another one sure Boop. 
Hello, this is Tormund Giants Bane reading for the role of Red Shaney. Hi, Tormund. Haven't seen hey you in a while. Not since Halloween. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll I'll be back again a lot. I, I, I think I'm remaining very culturally relevant. Uh-huh. Yeah. You might show up on Westworld soon, the way things are going. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That show you, <laughs> really is good right now. Can you give me some uh, insider info on Westworld Season 3 and which will be appearing later this season? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I'm going to be appearing in Furry World. Um, I'll be in a... <laughs> In a in my favorite fur suit, and uh, it, it's it's just kind of a world people want to explore there. I can't give up too much because of uh, the NDA here, but uh, um, I, I'm ready whenever you are. Uh oh yeah 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 for this role go uh yeah pick here here's the line I want you to do, and uh, go ahead and give it your best shot, dude. I want to empty all the ketchup and mustard bottles and put them back on the table. I want the place to look like we just walked out that way if we go out some oh, night right, and uh, want to party. Let me just stop you right there, Tormund. Um, this, this is not like before a battle or anything. He, this is a, like a happy sentiment. He's not... Um, you, you don't want to come across like you're, you're angry or you're ready to maim someone. Did that um, sound angry? Yeah, a little bit. Can you do it, you know, friendly, like you're relieved that your long uh, journey is almost over? Sure, yeah, let me take that one more time. Okay. I want to empty all the ketchup and mustard <laughs> bottles and put them back on the tables and remove their heads and watch the blood flow. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll give you a call if we need you, <laughs> Tormund. I kind of like that one. I'm I'm surprised you yeah. didn't go with Tormund there. <laughs> I gotta say, really enjoy that interpretation of those lines. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> Let's see. Do I have any more tapes left? Uh, I think we've got just one more here. Okay. Yeah, play that one. For some reason, you have the tapes. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're trying to. Uh, I'm trying to do more work. <laughs> now that we're uh, separated here. Sure. Well, hi there. This is Boudin Howell reading for the role of Red Chaney. Hi, it's Chaney. 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 All right. I got my line right here. Uh-huh. Now, now, before we get into this, I want to make Not. it clear to you, Andy, that <laughs> um, I, in fact, am Dan's cousin. Boo right. Dan Howell. Uh-huh. And uh, I am not the devious, uh, uh, dubious, uh, oh, uh, yeah, bad You're man, not... Chad Chadshaw. Right. So if you wind up on the show, uh, you know, doing these lines, this will be your first appearance on Spring Food Mo. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. My last appearance canonically was the devious Chad Chadshaw okay. um, acting as if he was me. So I'll go ahead and take my line right here. Sure. Go ahead. I didn't like the Buick. It was too bouncy. It wasn't as solid as the other car. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Uh, it was so good. That's all. You're you, hired. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> you mind if I get a another couple takes in just for color? Oh sure. I didn't like the Buick. It was too bouncy. It wasn't solid as the other car, Mon Sherry. <laughs> yeah, it's your the, the job's yours, dude. Can I get one more in? Um, if you, I mean, we could just start recording your lines right now if you want. 
I didn't like the Buick. It was too bouncy. It wasn't solid at the other car. A nice <laughs> brown Creole roux. <laughs> it's so good. So good. <laughs> if you Thank just want to record your parts and uh, drop them in the Google Drive when you're done, I'd really appreciate it. Sure. And, uh, you know, wh- when is this due by? It's if you get to me by, I don't know, sometime the next two hours would be great. I was kind of hoping to spend like most of the rest of the day working on them. Sorry, I can't do it. I, I sort of just took this audition for my agent. Who's it was kind of just a courtesy. Who's your agent? Well, you know, he's a, he's a local fella there. Uh, runs with a fella named Aaron Berge. Oh, I should have known. I should have known. Chad Chad Shaw. Couldn't get on, uh, out of the scot-free. His name was Chad free. Chad Shaw. He You're my agent. connected to Chad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say I'd give Chad Chad Shaw a call so we could work out some kind of deal, but I have no interest in talking to him. So Yeah. Yeah. He Thank has you. no interest in coming on your little show anymore either. Thank you for your time, I guess. I mean, no thank you for wasting mine. <laughs> I was so excited to have you do these lines. Legendary Cajun man. Red, Red Cheney. All right. Well, I'm going to get going then. Okay. Bye. Bye bye now. <laughs> boop. <laughs> was waiting on the boop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just like uh, all the, the kids at the uh, Nickelodeon in the 30s, they, they put their nickel in and then they're waiting for the boop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dan. I believe we have one last segment here today oh, wow. that you've uh, been teasing sort of absolutely i did tease it on the live stream just last week and uh if you would go ahead and put 30 seconds on the clock there for me andy uh, you know what i'll go ahead and do that <laughs> thank you <laughs> in previous weeks this is of course has been dan's rupaul's drag race corner uh, this week, however, we're doing a little shift, and we're going to be uh, changing it from here on out to uh, Dan and Andy's RuPaul's Drag Race and Dev's Corner. Thank you, okay. Andy. <laughs> oh, wow. you got I about got 15, 15 seconds left. to go. Okay. RuPaul Charles said that Crystal, out of drag, has her favorite haircut ever, which is wild because uh, RuPaul has seen a lot of haircuts, I imagine. Unfortunately, Crystal was in the bottom this week, but it uh, was basically just like they needed another person in the bottom. Uh, there was no That's real chance <laughs> that she was going home. Uh, truly, she did perfectly fine in this week's challenges. Thankfully, she did not have to lip sync for her life. Uh, how about that devs? Oh, boy, Dan. I've been looking forward to this a lot. We're doing this ostensibly because uh, local woman Kaylee Spaney is in the show. Is it Kaylee? Uh, yeah, I think Kaylee Spaney. She was also in Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. This will be the first thing I've actually seen her in, but uh, very cool uh, from yeah. Springfield. I definitely saw her in the Pacific Rim movie, but I remember almost nothing about that movie because it's not particularly memorable. But uh, I'll say that she is great in the show to the extent that I... Had no idea it was her. Um, she's really yeah. fantastic in that role. Now, the big spoiler here is that you've only watched one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I am caught up and have seen all five that have aired so far. Um, I I love this show. I think I it's really so, so cool. I really loved the first episode. It's It's got a great pacing to it. The casting in it is really extraordinary and unique. Like Everybody in it is being cast against type. Uh, Nick Offerman is playing someone who is not even remotely funny. Uh, Allison Pill is in it, playing someone who is not neurotic, Sinister. but in fact cold and calculating. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Kaylee Sp- 
Kaylee Spaney's playing a boy or at least someone who Maybe identifies a as a boy. Person. Yeah, something like that. Um, man, the way this show utilizes kind of non-traditional story, story techniques is just continuously kind of mind-boggling. I'm not going to spoil anything, but in the most recent episode, uh, you know, a lot of times movies will give you a lot of like faux scientific sort of mumbo jumbo and just expect you to buy it, you know, to make oh, the yeah. movie or the story or whatever's about to happen as far as action goes work. Uh, this show lays out a bunch of very complicated ideas that may or may not even make sense. Uh-huh. It's a lot of like quantum uh, molecular theory and stuff like that. And there's a moment in this most recent episode where it's sort of talk, it's talking about some sort of quantum physics and talks about how basically time can split off from any, like any given second, uh, time can split off in a thousand different directions. And it's all like kind of silly if it wasn't sure. delivered with such seriousness and the show didn't take it so serious. But then immediately after that, the person who was, uh, talking about it, wa- it shows her walking out of a building and then she kind of explodes isn't the right word, but she suddenly turns into like 15 different versions of herself to walk in all different directions. Sure. So it, it sets up these rules and then show you, shows you exactly how these rules apply. But it's not just that. that. That happening sets up something later that has like an actual dramatic effect on the story. Oh, it's such a cool show. The atmosphere and the music. The music is Oof. fantastic. The music yeah. music is done by a guy uh, named Ben Salisbury and uh, or Ben Salisbury maybe uh-huh. and Jeff Barrow from uh, Portishead. Portishead and uh, Beak, one of one of my favorite bands of the last couple of years. And the music is just like almost oh. like nothing I've ever heard on TV. the The first episode has some musical cues in it that are just very mm. abrasive and super haunting stuff. Uh, I think their group together is called the insects okay. and they've also done the music for uh, Alex Garland's ex machina and uh, uh, whatever that other one was called. Yeah. Annihilation. Yeah. Another, I love that movie too. It's such a cool movie. Well, both of those that you mentioned, Ex Machina and Annihilation are great. I haven't seen Annihilation yet, but... I think I like this show better than either of those movies, though, at least so far. I'm so excited for you to watch more of it, Dan, and maybe we can keep talking about it just to kill time on... (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Isolation episodes. This is a new uh, segment until uh, both devs and RuPaul's Drag Race ends. (laughs) Yeah, and until we're able to do the show with guests again to fill up some (laughs) of the time. Not that we have any trouble filling in time at this point, but no, no, we're doing pretty good. This will probably go almost an hour thirty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what we're looking at right now. So, uh, anyway, Dan, anything else you want to talk about? Anything we should know this week? You got to go back to work tomorrow. I'm going looking back forward to work to that. tomorrow. Unfortunately, I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, look. Those luxury apartments are not going to sell themselves. No, no, they're not. And uh, I'm, I'm really. Uh, it's a good time to really scare people into buying housing, uh-huh. um, which it, it is one of my favorite parts of my job. But, uh, you know, the subprime mortgage industry just isn't what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> you should I, look I into have... the, the sub-subprime. Yes. Well, that that's Chad Chatshaw's territory right there. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I was just going to ask if if you want to direct listeners to your, your side hustle podcast, uh, Scare Tactics. Scare tactics with Dan and Chad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny uh, that you mentioned uh, side hustle. I'm actually 
trying to get started doing some Twitch streaming. Uh-huh. Uh, not exactly playing video games, but uh, basically just starting a little stupid radio station on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Danny Tonza, T-O-N-Z-A. Uh, it's a clunky spoonerism of Tony Danza. <laughs> and, uh, you know, watch out for uh, whenever I'm going live doing that. I, I've just been playing records through this little task cam that you uh, let me borrow. Yeah. And uh, have a goofy little camera set up there. And yeah, you can go you know? on there and listen to uh, records along with me and watch some uh, goofy videos I put in there. Yeah, Dan, I, I tuned in for a little bit when you were doing it yesterday, and I got to say, I agree with you. It was pretty stupid. So Yeah, yeah it was. I'm <laughs> Actually, I'm to... just kidding. I, I wasn't able to tune in because Twitter is weird now and doesn't give you the most current tweets anymore. Sure. <laughs> you know, I'm, you I'm, know, I'm still trying to work all the clunk, uh, all the uh, kinks out with it. Uh, and, uh, uh, but I think it's pretty Did fun. Did you say you're playing a lot of the kinks? <laughs> that they're good. <laughs> Uh, no, not not right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna try and do that more. So uh, come listen along to some records with me. Yeah. So this feels like uh, we didn't have a whole lot of lag in our connection here, but uh, let's see how it actually turns out. I hope this is listenable. Yeah, and, uh, to I listeners hope it comes which, out at all. Yeah, we're trying. We're like trying to do this, uh, you know, remote because that's what we're supposed to be doing right now, keeping each other healthy and safe and all that. So. I'm sorry if it sounds bad. We don't have a lot of choice, so please bear with us. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, join the Tower Club, $5 a month. Uh, Half of it goes to support Ozark's Food Harvest. Yes, and we promise to keep on making those episodes Uh good. (laughs) Unlike these, right? Yes, absolutely. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Please continue to uh, check out other uh, local endeavors that are going on right now. There's uh, Queen City Comedy just posted like some. They're doing these really cool videos that are like compilations of fun stuff happening in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basement Cats are posting videos. Spring Vegas Sketch Show are posting videos. Uli from the Uli Who podcast is doing. I think it's like every two or three days they're doing a live stream just from his house. He and his oh, roommate really? Dane, who also hosts a podcast, and I've had a real gotten a real kick out of watching those. That's cool. Uh, podcast from Springfield just did an episode where they uh, they called me and they called Uli, <laughs> <laughs> and I made fun of Dan. And he told Jared said he was going to call Dan, but I guess it just uh, said he could not find your information. So well, you know, I I don't exactly put it all out there to be mm-hmm. consumed. Yeah. That's a challenge, listeners. <laughs> Find Dan's info. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, the uh, Doc's Dan challenge. <laughs> Hashtag Doc's Dan 2020. <laughs> All right, we will see everyone, or we will, you will hear us next week. Be safe, Bye. get some Asian food. Yeah. Support Asian restaurants. Later. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media.